I'm Daryl Baskin with eXp Realty. You're listening to the future of real estate on FM 102.3 and AM 740 KRMG. Negotiating tactics that stink. At least that's the way I feel about them. Somebody changed my mind. Pamela, Sabrina. Pew, that smells. (laughs) (laughs) Negotiating can be tricky. Yeah, okay. Well, sometimes it's just, I don't know. To me, it's just like, if you're going to use some reasoning, can it be reasonable? That makes sense. Well, it makes sense, but not all of these things make sense. What about splitting the difference? I hate that one. That's just like that's, crawls That's really all over a cliche. Me. Like it's used so much. It crawls all over your skin. <laughs> why do you think why do you think splitting the difference would be a good idea? I think people think that because they think that both parties are giving in and you're having a fair result. Right. Also, it's just another way to bring in, <clears throat> to soften the fact that you're offering less. If you say, oh, let's split the difference, that softens it a little bit. It doesn't mean the uh, seller has to take it. They might say, uh, no, I want, you know, whatever they want, a percentage. But every buyer wants to negotiate a little bit. I don't think there's a buyer out there that just says, here's the asking price, I want it. Well, I've written a lot of offers that have been at full price or more lately because they want the house and their second choice is worse than the, than the one they're writing an offer on. And they don't want to lose the one they're writing an offer on. Well, so, especially if you've made offers and have lost houses because you know, you were, it went quicker and you weren't the one that got it, then you're a little more motivated. Well, I want, Let me just. I want to go back to splitting the difference because this is why I don't like it. Split the difference of what like well if you want to split the difference and i'm just going to raise my i'm going to raise my list price by a hundred thousand dollars i'll split the difference with you there there's no <laughs> logic there's no logic behind splitting the difference there's no there's no basis for that if now when you get down to the very last little bit and it's a small enough amount and you're like okay yeah i can give a little here or there but what about splitting the difference? Uh, why would I want to split a difference when you came in unreasonably low? So can anybody argue that splitting the difference, can you argue the other side of this? If there's a $100,000 difference, no. I can't argue a 50000 price drop for splitting the difference. No, but if it's smaller difference, and again, it's another way to get the conversation started. So... But if it's a smaller difference, if you're talking about ten thousand, fifteen thousand, I could see. But why that. does that? Why is that fair? There's this the idea of fairness. There's an, an entire science behind how we all these studies about how we determine what fair is. Well, splitting the difference is sometimes looked at as oh well that's fair. Well, but your first offer was stupid. <laughs> why, do, why do I want to split the difference when your first offer was stupid? If you want to make a good offer to begin with, and my list price was a reasonably fair list price to start with, and we just want to say, okay, well, we're close here. Yeah, I see what you mean. That house down the street sold for a little bit less, and this one for a little bit more, blah, blah, blah. Fine. We're both starting from a very solid beginning, Splitting the difference 
can make sense because that's that is coming to uh, coming together with with small amounts of movement on each side. But when somebody comes in like 20% below and they say, oh, well, let's just split the difference. You mean you want me to take 10% off the value of my house when it was a good price to start with? Isn't there a book, Never Split the Difference? Oh, I read that book. That must be why you don't like the saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, is, is, I, it is a common phrase and maybe it's used too often. But to me, it's used in a way to kind of soften the fact that, okay, I'm making a, an offer that's lower than what... I expect you to want. Sure. Well, here's <laughs> the really deal. That's really what it's saying. Here's the deal. If you're working with a real estate agent on the other side who's not smart enough to figure that out, then I think splitting the differences <laughs> is a great idea because that means my, my client's winning. But if you've really got a sharp real estate agent on the other side and or they're representing you, this is, this is why choosing a good negotiator is important when you're choosing a realtor. One of my commercials. Well, don't choose them by a glamour shot or some slick marketing material. Ch choose it by someone who really has a basis in logic, can negotiate well, can communicate well, and also has some good marketing. Because really what matters is getting to the closing table. And you can't get to the closing table if people aren't reasonably convinced that they're getting a good deal and that you've arrived at fair terms. Well, negotiation is the most important reason to have a, a realtor because there's a lot of different areas you negotiate along the way. And the offer is just one of them. Absolutely. Okay, so I'll talk about, let's talk about a, a good negotiating strategy. How about earnest money? That is an excellent strategy because when you put down a large earnest money, you're saying, I'm committed to this. I'm going to the finish line with this. It's so true. And Pamela, when I, I, we forget that earnest money is are so often refundable. That if you don't get, if the inspections don't turn out the way you want, if you don't get your financing, under, under so many terms, it's not 100% refundable, but under so many different scenarios, it is refundable. Well, if it doesn't cost you any more, and the only thing you're doing is putting it at risk if you break the contract, why wouldn't you make a really high earnest money deposit and say, I'm serious, because you get all the money back at closing? I think it's the best strategy that you can use if you're a home buyer. Yes, a higher earnest money offer definitely makes the offer look stronger. It gives a seller um, a lot more confidence and trust in you. <clears throat> it just says you're committed. And if you've got a situation where there are multiple offers, even an, another offer that might be a little higher, but the buyer's wanting closing costs and puts a low earnest money deposit, all of those things draw a picture that is really not confident to the seller. So think about think about your offer if you're a home buyer. Think about your offer as it will be seen by a home seller and be willing to give especially on those things that make your offer look better without costing you more money. Well, you might think about step in their shoes and think about what they have at risk. If they take the house off the market for 30 days and something goes wrong and they have to put it back on the market, that costs them a lot. And if they've moved out and you break the contract and they get to keep your earnest money, that makes them feel much more confident. But is that your plan? If it's not your plan, you wouldn't care or have any hesitation about making a higher earnest money deposit, which really draws the whole circle of logic. Pay attention to that and you'll walk away with a really good deal. Thank you, Pamela and Sabrina. You're listening to The Market Experts Show with EXP Realty. I'm Daryl Baskin. 